0: Initially, the introduction for this episode was a very lighthearted. This episode was meant to be much lighter, and I'm sorry that it's not. But um, I feel like I actually have to apologize for this episode being so late. I meant to get it out on the 11th, but on the 11th, my COVID booster hit me like a plane on an abandoned island. Oh, hey, topic change. Hello everyone and welcome to this month's episode of Off the Page, a monthly podcast in which I, your host, Marin Winsland, talk about book-to-movie adaptations, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Nothing is too good, nothing is too bad, and nothing will be spared. Originally, I had a thing here saying that if I sound particularly tired, it's because I got my COVID booster today, and I did. I did get my COVID booster, but it didn't stop me from getting unnecessarily angry in this episode. Death of children and loved ones murder, plane crashes, racism, or violence, please exit this episode now. I will also be discussing mental health and treatment of the mentally ill in the 50s. If that's something you're sensitive to, exit right now. Next month, I'm definitely going to be talking about Twilight. That's going to be much lighter. That episode's going to be released on Valentine's Day as opposed to my usual 11th uploads for my English class, and it's Mandatory in a lot of schools for very good reason. This thing is a staple of English literature. Uh, and when my girlfriend actually read this, I remember telling her that it wasn't that deep and I didn't get why she liked it. And then I read it and it's not my current hyperfixation, So I'm making it everyone else's issue by making a podcast episode. So I keep saying the name of the book, Lord of the Flies, but what is that? Well, well, for starters, we need good ambiance music, duh. Lord of the Flies is a book by William Golding, published in 1953. It's a tale as old as time, a group of boys amidst the next world war. The story tackles the topics of good and evil, nature versus nurture, and the key question, how many children can we kill? At the dawn of the next world war, a plane crashes on an uncharted island stranding a group of schoolboys. At first, with no adult supervision, their freedom is something to celebrate. They're far from civilization. They can do anything they want. Anything. But as order collapses, As strange howls echo in the night, as terror begins its reign, the hope of adventure seems as far removed from reality as the hope of being rescued. Also a movie produced in 1963 in which a group of small children are abandoned on an island in the midst of World War II. Amidst a nuclear war, a plane carrying a group of schoolboys crash lands on a deserted island. With no adult survivors, the boys are forced to fend for themselves. At first they cooperate, but when they split into two separate camps, one led by the pragmatic Ralph and the other by militaristic Jack, their society falls into disarray, leading to a disturbing examination of human nature and a chilling conclusion. Surprisingly, Lord of the Flies is also a movie produced in 1990 in which a group of small boys from Cold War America are left on an island and slowly lose their minds. In this updated take on William Golding's classic novel, a group of American military schoolboys become marooned on a remote island after a plane crash. When initially cooperative, after the discovery of a beast, the boys split into two warring camps, one headed by the liberal-minded Ralph and the other by the militaristic Jack. Their society begins to descend into violence, and the boys soon learn there's a thin line between society and savagery. To give a not-so-brief rundown of the story, a group of boys are stranded on an island following a plane crash. They were being evacuated from England, but their destination is left somewhat vague. Immediately, we're introduced to Ralph and Piggy, and Piggy is immediately made fun of for being fat, wearing glasses, having a Cockney accent, and having asthma. The next batch of characters we're introduced to are Jack Meridue's church choir, of which he is the leader. Jack is bold and brash, bossing around his choir boys and insisting that he should be the leader of the island. They take it to a vote, the only two candidates of which being Jack and Ralph, and Ralph wins immediately. Jack and his choir boys are designated as hunters. Remember that. It's going to be important later. There's some... Stuff that's a little important, the boys figure out that they are in fact on an island, which means that getting rescued is gonna take a little longer than they thought. And Jack fails to kill a pig. That is important. The two immediate themes that we're introduced to are the themes of fear and the themes of civilization. Immediately once they're in their meeting, some of the younger boys start to bring up fears about a monster on the island. This meeting is called by the leader, Ralph, blowing into a conch that he found on the sand, and they establish the rule that if you want to speak, you have to be holding the conch. This conch goes on to represent society, civilization, and people. Eventually, the boys decide that they should probably build a signal fire if they want to get rescued, and they go to do so on the top of a mountain. Everything is going fine until the fire gets out of control and it overtakes the the mountain, killing a little boy in the process and then there's a time jump. It's really important, and people don't seem to really notice it. We don't know how much time has passed, but it's enough time for the boy's hair to be longer, their skin to be tanned, and for Jack to have gone insane with bloodlust for Pig. Something else that's really important is that, at this point, he's begun painting his face with clay so that he can blend in uh, with his surroundings and he can hunt better. It also gives him more of a mask so he can act violently without it really being him. Ralph has decided that they need shelters if they want to survive, but it's really just him and Simon, a choir boy with a fainting issue, that are working on them. And then a ship passes by, but the fire's out. The boys desperately try to make themselves seen, but the fire's out and they aren't rescued. Ralph finds Jack and the two begin to fight, although Jack thinks that it's not worth being rescued because he finally caught a pig. Piggy tries to get in on the arguing, but Jack lashes out and punches Piggy, breaking his glasses in the process. Things next start to go horribly wrong with more talk of a monster. In actuality, the beast that the boys are seeing on the mountain is a deceased parachuter caught in the brushes and the trees. But the boys don't know that. And finally, uh, Jack, Ralph, and the other biggins go looking for the beast, but things don't go the way they planned, which leads to Jack calling a meeting. He claims that Ralph is an unfit chief, and he attempts to take the title for himself, calling yet another vote. However, no one votes from this time around, and this leads Jack to leave the tribe, and most of the older boys, unfortunately, follow. Cut over to Jack's tribe a little bit later, and all of them have their faces painted all the time. Everything's actually going fine for them. They're hunting well, but they just need a fire, so they host a feast and invite Ralph's tribe to steal the fire from them. Things go horribly wrong when, after a massive seizure, Simon goes to investigate the rumors of a monster on the mountain. He finds that there isn't one, but when he runs back to the feast with his findings, the boys, in a bloodthirsty rage, descend on him and rip him to pieces. After we see everyone handle the grief, I guess you would call it, there is another incident where Jack's tribe steals Piggy's glasses in another attempt to make fire, because they still need it and they don't have it. Piggy and Ralph go to confront Jack. Everything starts out passive-aggressive, but otherwise fine. And then things start to go downhill when Jack and Ralph begin to fight. Ralph calls Jack a coward, and Jack resorts to violence. This has become a trend with them. And everything all seems like it's going to just be a fistfight until Roger, the one I mentioned earlier, pushes a boulder onto Piggy, and he cracks his skull open on the rocks below, dying. The end is actually pretty unnoteworthy in comparison to the rest of the book. Ralph stays in hiding because Jack wants him dead, the band of savages burn down the island and attempts to smoke him out, and they're found by a naval officer who takes them back home, and all the boys begin to cry. So what's my opinion? This is my show. I'm supposed to have an opinion on these things. Well, I like the concept better than I actually like the execution, and I like the characters better than I like the story. But I definitely like the book better than I like either of the movie adaptations. I don't actually have that much to say regarding the 1963 adaptation. I'm not going to tear apart child actors. The story does that for me. All I'm going to say is that child actors from the 60s make my brain hurt. The actors for Ralph and Jack don't actually seem half terrible, and I think that they actually could go on to do better stuff. They probably did. I'm not sure. But uh, everyone else gives me a massive headache, Piggy especially. The deaths are kind of silly, but what else would you expect from a movie made in the early 60s? There's some problems that I have with both this adaptation and the '90 adaptation, but I'm gonna save that for the section on the 1990 adaptation because, oh dear lord, I have a lot of issues with that one. I watched the 1990 adaptation on my couch, shivering because I had just gotten my COVID booster. I watched it today. It's very fresh in my mind. And I was only able to regain the energy that Fatigue had stolen from me because I was so angry at the movie. I take notes for this show on my phone, and I have to just keep scrolling to find even one positive. I guess I should probably start with what I liked about the 1990 adaptation because there isn't much of it and then I can fill the extra 20 minutes this podcast needs with the things I dislike. So first of all, I actually really like the camera work, the acting, and the music. The music is wonderful. I love the flute line that carries through the entire film. Uh, It doesn't seem like it's something reused or rehashed. It just seems genuinely really good. I like the sound of bird when we're supposed to be on an island. Maybe my expectations for a good actor for Piggy were really lowered by the 1963 adaptation, but I really liked the actor for Piggy this time around. There's a lot of things I really like about Jack in this movie. I I just love Jack as a character and I think he's really fascinating to research. For example, I really like uh, Jack being the first character to take off his shirt. I love him being a bully. I love seeing him just be ruthless in this film. Uh, Him leading March songs, it's really great because I can still imagine that that's the original character and he's just singing something from church. I love that later on in the film when they briefly explore the theme of fear uh, he's the one telling ghost stories. It feels very Jack Meridue. If you're hearing that, it's trucks deciding that they want to go by my house at like 5.30 PM. Go home. Simon with a reptile was first introduced in the 63 film, but I really like what they do with this one because he gets a scene with a reptile. It's really cute. And then the reptile dies. It's, like, sad, but also I just love seeing Simon with a reptile. I love the detail of Jack and Roger first painting their faces with the blood of a pig. It's not even when they've killed, they just got a little bit of blood off of it. In the book, they never explicitly say how... how Jack is able to get multiple different colors on his face, because that's implied, but I, I like how they show how they got the red. I love that being blood. Because in the book, we know it's clay, but we don't know what else is in it. It lets the imagination wander, and I don't think it wants to. And that is everything I liked about this movie. Everything else in it is garbage. Is this a bad movie? No, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's awful. Maybe I'm being a bit exaggerative. But uh, this movie is not good. It's not a good adaptation. It is well done. It's bad as a lord of the flies movie i got to piggy's death and i stopped there because i didn't want to watch how they did the final confrontation i had to get up and walk away and take breaks because this movie was that strenuous on my mind first of all there is a lot of lord of the flies that is supposed to be about british imperialism There is a line in the 63 adaptation where Jack says, we're British and Brits do everything best. Why did they make the boys American in this? The original book is very vague as to when this takes place. It could be the Cold War, it could be World War II. It's probably World War II. Why did they make it so obviously the Cold War? Did I like the line? It came from a ship full of Russian athletes. Yeah! Do I like the movie? No! I'm gonna go down our main cast and talk about issues by character, because I can't go linear, because I would go into a tailspin. So, firstly, my issues with Simon. And this might go into issues I have with other characters. My question is, why does Simon have a glow stick? Why is that his defining character thing? Why is that all Simon's allowed to do? He's only allowed to have a lizard, be cute, and have a glow stick. I think that's the stupidest thing on the planet. Since this is supposed to be more modern, I understand why they would want to give the boys more modern solutions. But why a glow stick? Why does he have it? We don't know. They never explain anything. This is a problem that continues into the entire movie. But why are the characters, aside from Jack and his hunters, not allowed to be flawed? Simon is the only character who's supposed to be perfect. He's supposed to be that good, Christ-like boy. He's supposed to be the beacon of light. Why is everyone else who isn't Jack so perfect? This leads into my issues with Ralph especially, because in the book, Ralph is a bully. He's a coward. That is his fatal flaw. He's awful, and it's why I personally dislike him. For example, in the beginning of Lord of the Flies by William Golding, Ralph meets Piggy and then immediately makes fun of him being fat, him having asthma, him needing glasses, him living with his aunt, and then makes fun of the nickname he didn't want in the first place. In the movie, that's all Jack. That's gotta be all Jack. And then it's the twins, it's Sam and Eric. Okay, and then Ralph breaks up the confrontation because Ralph's our golden boy. No, he's not. Ralph's not the golden boy, he's flawed, he's a bully, he's 12. I guess that leads into my issues with Ralph, I guess, there's a lot of them. Why did the boys all start together? Ralph blowing the conch at the beginning of the book is this giant dramatic scene where all of the boys swarm out of the forests in their little cliques and then all mess together. And there is no dependence. Everyone is just kind of a mess, but it's this giant dramatic scene and in the, bo- in the movie, we get none of that. In the movie, they keep an adult alive for the hope of it and then he dies and he's the beast on the mountain. That's not how it goes. The book isn't, we're here until an adult wakes up. We're here until people come to save us, with the adult here. No, it's, we're alone, we're governing ourselves. Why is the transition of power between Jack and Ralph so peaceful in this? In the book, it's this giant thing that after Jack throws a temper tantrum and then is given what he wants, he's given a small bit of power and that sets him on a spiral. That sets up Jack's character. It's garbage in this. It's all written off in the line, I guess you win the election and then it's never discussed again. Why did the tribes split so early in this movie? I understand it's because they didn't have the parachuter and they didn't have the beast on the mountain be as prominent. But it's supposed to be prominent. It's the big thing. It's the big conflict. And it leads to the biggest separation of the book. In the book, Jack and Ralph split into their own tribes because Ralph is a coward. In the movie, they split because Jack is being a baby. My big problem, which goes into my issues with Piggy in this movie, Piggy and Ralph don't kill Simon. That's the whole point. The whole point of the book, the whole point of Simon dying is that everyone killed Simon. Everyone had a hand in it, and it's everyone's fault that he's dead. Should I just stop there? Should I just call it quits? I'm getting so angry already. Oh no, I still have two characters left to talk about and I have so many issues with how they were portrayed in this movie. Let's, uh, let's, start, with, uh, let's start with Piggy, uh, why don't we? Let me just go back to the top of my notes. Why do they all have the same uniform? This becomes especially an issue with Piggy, because no one knows who Piggy is, and no one knows to call him by his real name. And that's why they call him Piggy, because it's a nickname to bully him, because they don't know him. All of the boys come from different schools. All of them except for the choir boys. All of them. In the book, they're all strangers. And this becomes a massive issue when you think of the fact that they're from the same military academy. Stop that military academy note. Put a pin in it i'll get back to it with jack in the beginning they make note of piggy being very close to his granny as opposed to his auntie in his it's his auntie in every other version why did they have to change it in this one there's so many piggy bits that were cut out of this movie and i hate each and every one of them for being cut specifically the parts where he's talking to ralph explaining that he has asthma that he's needed specs since he was three that he doesn't want to be called piggy he says none of this in the movie and him being asthmatic is important because it's part of the reason why he isn't one to jump to action he doesn't want to do stuff because it'll trigger his asthma and he'll struggle to breathe this isn't difficult you just have him say it he says it multiple times in the book just quote the book why did sam and eric have to be the ones to say it was piggy because uh yeah Yes, Jack originally calls him Fatty, but then Ralph in the book says, hey, his name's not Fatty, his name's Piggy. Ralph's, a, Ralph's not good, That's that's the issue here. We took a character who was fundamentally flawed and then decided to make him into a straight up good guy. And then we get to Jack. I have a few problems with Jack in this movie. Again, he seems way too passive at the beginning of the movie. Why is he just so okay with Ralph being in charge? He proposes that he's in charge, and then once Ralph's in charge, he's like, okay, never mind, didn't really want it. Book Jack suggests the idea of his boys being hunters. That's a suggestion from Jack. And it doesn't become a, they break off from the group to become hunters. No, they just are, and everyone's fine with it. When the fire goes out, it's explicitly Jack's fault because it's the hunter's job to watch the fire, to tend to the fire. That's their thing. That's what they're supposed to do. And they don't do it, and that's why it's Jack's fault as their leader. There's none of that in the movie. Ralph just gets mad at Jack for no reason. This is an issue I have with both film adaptations, actually. Why can Jack never be played by a redhead? Why can Ralph never be played by a blonde? Normally, I wouldn't get so angry that I have to quote the source material about a character's physical description, but this one's important. He was tall, thin, and bony, and his hair was red beneath the black cap. His face was crumpled and freckled and ugly without silliness. I get so ticked off about him not being a redhead. Because that red hair could equal fire. Jack equals fire. Jack Meridue is fire. Jack Meridue is destruction. That's his whole character. I guess the 63 adaptation can get away with it because it's in black and white, but, uh, that looks like blonde to me. If you look up Jack Meridue, Lord of the Flies, you immediately see the actor from the 1990 movie and a few pictures from the 63 adaptation and then fan art. And the fan art gets the description right. I'm sick of seeing blonde Jack. And it's not that hard to find a conventionally attractive blonde boy to play Ralph. You could have had your Jack actor playing Ralph. Ralph is first described as the fair boy. That's his description for the first, like, two pages. I've seen fan fiction writers get this right when a movie producer couldn't. Something I think we need to point out. Jack in the book and Jack in the 63 adaptation because it actually knows the source material. Jack's a sadist. Jack Maradu is awful. He's an awful person. He's awful to other people. He's apparently awful looking. I completely forgot that detail. Why was this allowed? Why was this movie allowed to exist? I'm sick of looking at it. Oh my God, and I almost completely forgot about the military academy comment I said I should put a pin in. I hate that they're in a military academy. I hate it, and I hate it because they explicitly say that Jack was sent there for poor behavior. At the beginning of William Golding's Lord of the Flies, none of them are badly behaved, none of them. Even Roger, the one who is a complete and total sadist and murders Piggy uh, for no reason, uh, he's even a completely normal boy at the beginning. He's just quiet. Having Jack be a misbehaving child at the beginning completely decimates his character arc. He arcs downward. He goes into a downward spiral and he stays there. And I hate this movie for taking that away from him. Are we not allowed to have good people become bad? Is that just not allowed anymore? And I already got so mad over the abomination that was the characters in this. What could they have done to the story? It's so simple. Oh, oh, you have no idea. So anyone who knows anything about Lord of the Flies will tell you that it's about a bunch of boys stranded alone on an island. And they don't do that in the movie, and I despise it. Does their only adult die? Yeah, but I didn't care about him. Essentially, the pilot that they were traveling with uh, doesn't die on impact. They're lost at sea. And uh, the pilot is unconscious for most of the movie, so I don't know why he's even there. Is it so the audience will have hope that he'll wake up? Because the boys all hallucinate it. Especially Simon, who refuses to leave his side. Oh my god, I hate that. Stop it. The pilot is also someone like all of the boys knew before, which is stupid. I already hate that they're going to a military academy. I just hate it more now. You've made me hate this film more than I already did. I hope you're happy, pilot. He exists to give the boys some false hope, uh, and then go missing and make them look for him and then be the beast on the mountain. And that's it. Oh, I thought it was a funny reference that uh, this was produced by Castle Rock Entertainment. They never mention Castle Rock once in the film. Is it there? Yeah, as a location. Do they ever call it Castle Rock? No, no they don't. And I hate it for that. Congratulations, Lord of the Flies 1990s. I think we found the bad and the ugly. If you must know, Good Omens is the good of the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I'm not actually sure. Next month might take the crown as the ugly of the good, the bad, and the ugly. What do you guys think? Are you guys ready for my Twilight episode? Because I'm certainly ready for my Twilight episode. I still have to get a copy of Twilight. And trust me, I might have become obsessed with Good Omens and Pet Cemetery and Lord of the Flies, but I will most certainly not become obsessed with Twilight. I'm not going to become a Twilight. heart I promise. And so I think that's actually going to be it for this episode, everyone. I uh, need to go lie down and nurse my sore arm and stop being so angry over a movie about children. If you liked this episode, then you can give it a big heart and you can follow the podcast for more episodes in the future. Remember, I upload on the 11th of every month, except for February. I'm uploading on Valentine's Day. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed ranting in it. And yeah, I I hope you guys all have a lovely day. Don't get stranded on an island and don't die. Bye, everyone.